I feel like if anyone were to just hop in on the train sex stuff in the middle, it would be very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if we need some sort of introduction. If they um, Googled <gasps> Forever Now, would anything come up? <gasps> <gasps> I don't know what's happening. Wait, are you still recording? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. I just went to Tank Engine Romantic and it says deactivated account. <gasps> what? Forever now. Thomas the Tank Engine. Tank Engine Romance. Forever now. Thomas the Tank Engine. Tank Engine time. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Cricket. How's it going? <laughs> Great. Welcome back to Everything's Great, Nothing is Wrong. Nothing is wrong because we're in our favorite place. Sodor. So WK. Is that oh. the WK? No, of the UK. Of oh. The, of the UK. I thought they already saying, know. Yeah, I thought you were saying it like a radio station. We're at WK, the English station. W-W-E-G-N-I-W-W-E-K. All Ramones all the time. <laughs> the Ramones aren't British. They're not British? <laughs> okay, all ACDC all the time. Oh, yeah, they're British. I think the Ramones are from Michigan. All Michigan Radio. <laughs> W-U-K. All the time. No, they're from New York. What's wrong with me? I think they die in Michigan. That's right. Johnny Cash Radio, the purest British pop. M- Marky Mark all the time, 24-7. Justin Trudeau and the other NSYNC boys. <laughs> Wait, was Justin Trudeau in NSYNC? Wasn't he the main, main guy, the spaghetti oh, hair? Yeah, that is true. Spaghetti head Trudeau. Yeah. That's his nickname. <laughs> his old college days. All right, let's, this all is right. too much. All this right, is let's... way too much. We went way, <laughs> way off. That, that could be um, a special, special cut scene. <laughs> Bonus deleted scene. Bonus deleted scenes. For people who buy the director's cut on Criterion Collection. So, deactivated account. This deactivated account, account is inactive. Holy shit. She's deleted her account. She deleted her account on fanfiction.net, too. What? Yeah. Are we the only soul bastion remains of Tank Engine Romantic? Yeah. I, oh. Wait, she has a YouTube? Okay, hold on. Okay, speculation time. Do you think Why she did she delete it? I think she got sued. You think she got sued? Wait, she's got... Okay, there's a YouTube, though. Tank Andrew Romantic. 26, 27 subscribers. Who? Who is doing that? And why, more importantly? I checked. On, I check on her periodically, and I feel like I checked on her recently. <sighs> this is weird. Do you think that she got sued, though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think... So. Here's what I think. Here's my headcanon. Her husband got upset. <gasps> because of the sexy times. Because of the sexy times. And how weird it is that she like wants to have sex with her child's toys. Well, yeah, that is weird. Wow. Well, listeners. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> Everything on Forever Now is just totally deleted. It's gone. She wiped it all. It's it's like it never existed. <sighs> this is insane. This is a big twist. This is what happens when you read a story over the course of two years or whatever. 
you can find stuff on archives on other countries. Well, the good news is we have it. So now it's really more than ever our job to put this story out into the world. Right? Okay. I wish, I wish we had more time to have captured all of her comments. Like, um, get your mind out of the gonads, dear. Oh, wait, was she British? Get your mind out of the gonads, dear. We aren't talking straight or queer. We are talking objective complementary energies the forces that literally hold every molecule of matter together in working order day in and day out only you are the one who's saying that male energy has to be housed within a biologically male body get your mind out of the gonads oh my gosh yeah (laughs) who says that who fucking so yeah you think that her husband found out I think that the people who own Thomas the Tank Engine sued her. I feel like we just need to figure out a way to reach out to her and figure out. This is really... It, I, I guess we should have known because it was slowly being deleted one at a time. Yeah, I think was... the real headcanon is that she probably got like depressed or something about people leaving weird comments or something. You know what I mean? I feel like she turned well, off comments and stuff, so I feel like the pressure was getting like, to her. Um, infuriating her what's the word angering yeah they were you know i don't know fun at her and stuff well we here's what i think we just got it's our job to read the rest of thomas so um recap of chapter six yeah we finally learned that you can sit behind thomas's eyeballs <laughs> which is still in his brain head. inside of his head yep and that he used to have a driver named frank who and he's finally aware of what arms can do yeah he and really wishes aware he, he doesn't some. have them yes sadly because he would yeah. do so many things to ashima he can't stop thinking about ashima so All the time thomas gets into this pretty deus ex machina or diablo s machina accident doesn't matter mm-hmm. finally all the months of hospital chapters pass by and now he's still in the coma in the hospital and that's yeah. where we join him today so and, and he oh. is he is near death yes he is about to die but dr burke and dr carson have a few tricks up their sleeves as far as i remember uh, hopefully maybe, I, maybe that was maybe that was our canon i can't remember but it is it is our <laughs> canon uh, inside of their lab coats so many tricks so, Edge of Destiny of Forever Now, Chapter 7, and potentially only part of it, because it seems long. <laughs> so, <laughs> part chapter one. Seven, part one. Part one. So, how's he now? <laughs> I forgot he was like a Southern Australian <laughs> person. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay. Let's. I got. Okay. I'm going to. I got to really devote myself to Topham because I cannot remember how to. <laughs> Okay, I'll just go southern for this Topham today. <laughs> oh my Housing God. now. Now. <laughs> we can't keep doing this, Sir I'm Topham. Like, you, were going with, you were going with a crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Sassy now. No, I can't do it. <laughs> how's he now? There you go. That's original Topham. There it is. So, how's he now? Yeah, so, how's he now? You have to think of the chimney sweep in Mary Poppins. Ah, uh, Dick Van Dyke, the yeah. pr- original <laughs> British man. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sir Topham asked, his voice full of concern. 
They had made their way back from the cafe, and were now sitting with Dr. Berg behind the observation glass in the office adjacent to where Thomas had fallen asleep under Ashima's watch after a second round of morphine. Oh my gosh, prepositions. Wait, this is Sorry. right after the improv cafe. This is after our Tops, Topham and Carson's happy hour. Oh, thank God. That we would never get out of that fucking cafe. Yeah. Stable, although just. Sir Topham cringed. He remembered the day Thomas first came to Sodor. He could still see those wide eyes filled with wonder and excitement when he had been so young and new to the world. Since then, he had become like a son to him. He was the only one of his engines that he had ever developed a personal relationship with. He understood Thomas, and Thomas understood him. He's very different from his fellow engines, Sir Topham said thoughtfully, observing Thomas. When he came to Sodor twenty-one years ago, I had just taken the railway over from my father. We were both young, naive, and inexperienced within our own roles on the railway. In a sense, we matured together. His eyebrows rose slightly as he thought back. His humanity... His humanity... <laughs> his humanity... <laughs> How do you say that word? His humanity. His, his humanity shows much stronger than I'd ever seen before. He cares very deeply about the welfare of others, regardless of how they treat him in return. A trait that's always made me very proud to call him my number one. This is perfect. I don't know why I keep thinking of Michael Caine from Batman. Okay, I'll try that. <laughs> That's great. Sir Topham finished softly, choking up a bit at the end. You see him as a son, don't you, Sir Topham? Dr. Berg asked. Sir Topham sighed. <sighs> it's probably because of that. I've always been a little harder on Thomas than the rest of my engines. I seem to naturally expect more of him because I know he's capable of it, and I push him to be the best he possibly can be. Dr. Berg responded. I don't believe it hurts anyone to be pushed to their greatest potential. Where are you? From a father's perspective, care enough to guide him. You must also feel that from a son's perspective, he cares enough to take you to heart. It goes both ways. Sir Topham nodded slowly. <sighs> and now it's out of my hands. I can do no more for him. He sighed again, <sighs> as his gaze shifted down and away from Thomas. Dr. Carson cleared his throat. <clears> throat> oh, well, <laughs> we will do everything we can for him, Sir Topham. And that I can promise, what I can't promise, is success. Dr. Berg and I have been the lead scientists in this division for several years now but it is all very experimental. We will learn a lot from his case, as we haven't actually seen injuries of this gravity sustained yet. We've never opened one of them's up before, and there is only so much that the books can teach you, especially when you're the ones writing most of them. So, what happens now? Well, as you can see, we have him hooked to minimal life support right now. He's breathing on his own, and we brought him back around when his heart stopped beating. His heart stopped? Yes, that's what I told you on the phone. Dr. Carson nodded as he looked towards Dr. Berg. Then he shook his head and looked back at Dr. <laughs> then he shook his head and looked back at Sir Topham. <sighs> Why would I assume you knew what an intracardiac injection is? No, I didn't know what you were talking about. 
<sighs> we had no choice. We just couldn't shock him like you can a human. So what is an inter intercardiac inter interjection? Injection? <laughs> <laughs> Should I read that for the real way? If you want to, I love it. <laughs> so what is an intracardiac injection? A shot to the heart of adrenaline. He opened the door to the larger room and walked over to a glass case in the wall labeled emergency in big red letters. He opened it and reached inside pulling out the largest needle Sir Topham had ever seen. His stomach lurched. He felt queasy just looking at it. He brought it into the observation room. Keeping in mind that he is significantly larger than we are, this is a 13-inch, 6-gauge hypodermic needle with a 50cc draw of pure adrenaline. Wow. If we were to give you an intracardiac, we'd probably start with one mil of adrenaline just to give you an idea as to how much we are really talking about. Of course, this wasn't as easy as with a squishy human, either. We couldn't just stick it into him because we had to get through the steel encasement first. That section there, which is huh, obviously covered now. He gestured alongside a curve with his finger against the glass. Had to be very carefully cut through and completely removed to expose the vital organs. Then we had to locate the heart. Which, until now, we weren't absolutely sure as to the location of. What? <laughs> Needless to say, now we know. Carson <sighs> said, taking a breath. Stop, 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 stop. How could they not know where the heart was on this engine of the engine hospital? Okay. <laughs> so... Let's get let's get our pens out, kids. Let's get, we gotta draw this out. We gotta work this out. This is an important, confusing, and important at the same time. Okay, I got some paper. Jeff. Yep. I'm ready. Dra draw draw a tube like a um a toilet paper tube. Okay. And on one of the circles of the tube, draw draw a face. Got it. Got Make it. sure that the Below the, the lip has a divot. <laughs> Obviously the sexiest part of the face. Below the face, two nipples. Yep. Perfect. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we, we are drawing the same exact thing, guys. Directly behind the eye, draw a little window. <laughs> yeah. With a little man in it. He's got a little hat. Frank, as we know him? Yeah, it's Frank. <laughs> Frank. Okay, I got Frank in here. He's happy. Perfect. And then um, in the back, there's that like um, hook thing that hooks up the cars. Okay, yeah. So, as we know, Doctors Carsonberg had to cut him open, and there's a curve <laughs> that they cut through to locate the heart. So behind Frank's window. Question marks. <laughs> Heart is somewhere there. And then below the whole thing is three wheels. Yeah, three wheels. Okay. There we go. <laughs> this is the exact drawing that... This is the extent of Carson and Berg's medical knowledge. Yep. 
so and uh, he's a coal engine so somewhere jerry put in water <laughs> and coal i cannot wait for this album art yeah so where does that go <laughs> um the back maybe i don't know i think that's weird Maybe the front where the steam engine part is. Is it how far along in the back is the steam engine part? Well, I. Gotta look up. Um, I, everything I learned about train anatomy, I learned from Tank Engine Romantic. Yeah. Okay, so the little chimneys are coming directly out of his head, like basically above. So I think inside his head, where Frank is, is the coal depository repository. I don't know, because looking at pictures, it looks like Frank is kind of near the butt. Like the I'm back. using the pictures of the words that they're painting. Mm, I was mm-hmm. too. <laughs> well, if the window is behind his eyes, shouldn't it be closer? I don't know. I'm very confused. I don't know how they have a train hospital if they don't even know where the train heart is. It's very That's disturbing. insane. Imagine going to a human hospital that like all the infrastructure of a hospital Walking through the doors Just and being like... Just fucking guesswork. Do you guys have a cardiac surgery room? Oh, yes. Right this way. Come down. Now, what is a heart? Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. They wouldn't uh, have a heart wing. Uh, sorry for this diversion. I just... No, that just it's is mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. I'll send so, that picture. This is a, the twistiest story I've ever read. <laughs> These doctors and you, are cannot... He read like House of Leaves. <laughs> yeah, that one was too straightforward, if you ask me. Yeah, compared to this, I'm also colorblind. Um, so, <laughs> all right, where were we now? Now we know. <sighs> Doctor Berg spoke slowly through gritted teeth, hastily grabbing the huge needle from Doctor Carson. His hand wasn't even half the size of the massive syringe as he glared menacingly at it. And then, because Dr. Carson was otherwise disposed, pinching off the main artery that had been nicked in the transfer process, I, who can't stand large needles, had to drive this godforsaken thing directly into that poor engine's heart, pumping him with more adrenaline than it would take to kill ten humans. He shuddered and slammed the needle down onto the desk, shivering as he relived the memory. Damn it! I hate that thing. I always swore I could never bring myself to use it. I don't... So first, can I pause? Yeah, yeah. When he swore that he would never bring himself to use that, and he's a doctor, he can't stand large needles, why do they have it? Why does it say emergency? And... (laughs) And why does he... A doctor? (laughs) Why is he a trained doctor? Why does he have this thing that he swore not to use, even though it's for an emergency? Like, isn't that the opposite of being a good doctor? Yeah, I don't know if he is a good... Maybe that's why they work at Sodor. Oh, maybe they're research doctors, not medical doctors. Okay. They're scientists. They're scientists. They're, they're PhDs, not MDs. Or right, DOs. exactly. That's what yeah. it is. That's actually probably accurate. Yeah. Huh. Now okay. we know. But you saved him. It's not there for the good times. It's there for when you need it. And he needed it. He finished giving him a pat on the back. Sir Topham felt faint, just listening to the description as he watched the exchange between the two doctors. Well, he didn't feel it, did he? I mean, he was technically dead, right? <laughs> Shit. If I... <laughs> we took too long of a break and my Topham reverted. Uh... It's, it's fine. Okay. It's good. <laughs> 
Dr. Berg glared at him, his jaw tense. Yeah, until his heart started beating again with the fucking needle still embedded in it. He paled. I will never forget his agonizing scream, especially if I have to keep talking about it. He shuddered again, balling his shaking fist against his mouth. I think I need more coffee. Dr. Berg turned abruptly and stalked out. Dr. Carson looked down the hall after Dr. Berg and watched him take a hard left into the bathroom. (sighs) Yes. So, uh, we had quite the eventful morning, to say the least. We'd be alright. He seems pretty shook up. Yeah, he, he just needs to regroup and stop thinking about that scream. Maybe have a nice, overly dramatic purge of everything that he ate in the last 24 hours, you know. Carson's eyes squinted, knowingly. The porcelain can actually be quite therapeutic when one's stomach is twisting on itself like his is right now. I've been there. I know what it's like. He was actually better right after it happened, but now that things have settled down a little bit and he's had time to think and he keeps playing it over and over and over in his mind. But, you know, it was necessary in the moment. And I guarantee that Thomas would agree and do it all over again if he had to. Sir Topham shuddered a little and nodded in agreement. Anyways, getting back to what I was telling you, the red IV is refreshing his blood supply. Somewhere, he's internally bleeding, which is one of the things that we have to go and find when we go in. It's also the reason he's continuously dripping blood into the drain beneath him. He indicated towards the tracks under the wheels. They were flush with the floor, and that flat surface between the rails seemed to be a holding point for the slow drip before allowing it to eventually flow into the drain. Sir Topham's hand went up to stop him. He felt like gagging. All right, all right, I run a railway, I don't do blood. He said, closing his eyes as his hand flew up to his mouth. He wished he wouldn't have looked. His voice shook a little as he felt the saliva pool in his mouth. That porcelain wasn't sounding so bad right now. (laughs) Porcelain party. Couldn't you move him just a bit so he's dripping over the train instead of slightly offset from it? Well, you know, I haven't been to the gym in a while. But if you want to go and try moving a 52-ton tank engine, go right on ahead and shunt away. Dr. Dr. Carson gestured toward Thomas. It's got wheels. Wait, you push he... him. You push it. The wheels are for that. The wheels are for It's a simple that. machine. That, that was the first human achievement, the wheel. <laughs> Don't act like we haven't had this problem solved for hundreds of years. Come on. <laughs> Come on is right. Jesus. It is, it is dis- disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Topham grunted quietly. Ugh. His stomach churned a little, and he took in a deep breath to try and forget. He swallowed hard. I'm okay. I should have... God damn it! Why is Topham so impossible? I don't know. I'm okay. I should have known not to look. (laughs) Sorry! Dr. Carson apologized, quickly changing the subject. He gestured at the sh- he gestured at the screen in front of them. This right here is monitoring vitals. Temperature, blood pressure, heart rate, blood and oxygen levels. 
and the electroencephalogram, or EEG, is measuring brainwave activity. He tapped the screen with rows of lines scrolling across it. Sir Topham's eyebrows rose. Oh yes, he's completely wired for observation right now. Why brainwave activity? By observing different situations, we can see what actions and stimuli cause certain reactions. As a surgeon, I am most concerned with what may cause him trauma during the operation. Now, we are going to induce a coma, but still want to take every precaution that his comatose state remains as undisrupted as possible. While his system does mimic its human equivalents, it is considerably more sophisticated than the purely biological system that we have, which increases the level of complexity twofold. <laughs> That's not very much more complex. I don't know. It's like <laughs> biological plus steel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't get it's it. It's really weird. I'm sorry. Okay, now, now t- explain to me this next line I'm about to say. And Dr. Berg reappeared, holding a steaming cup of coffee. Yes. Was it in the bathroom? I th- I don't know. I think he threw up and then grabbed a cup of coffee. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. You good? Dr. Berg nodded, smiling weakly as he gestured his cup towards them. He looked a little pale. Dr. Carson continued, switching gears again. Now, as a scientist, on the other hand, I consider myself exceedingly lucky that I have had this opportunity to observe him completely wired as he is a, uh, rather special case, as you very well know. Oh, yes, we don't get a lot of this around here, that's for sure. Like, never. Oh, boy, that perked him back up quickly. (laughs) Dr. Carson rolled his eyes sarcastically. (laughs) God, it's like CPR for your psyche, isn't it? Dr. Berg smiled and shrugged wide. Hey, I have to figure out how I'm going to spend two salaries this year. He rubbed his hands together excitedly. Sir Topham blinked confusedly as he looked between them. What exactly should I know what you're referring to? Well, his love interest, of course, which made itself quite known after you arrived with her. Dr. Carson cocked his head, motioning towards Ashima. Sir Topham looked through the glass and back at the doctors. He squinted slightly. What do you mean, love interest? They both looked at him. There was absolute silence, save the steady beep from the monitor droning on amidst the disquieting stillness. <gasps> you don't know? Dr. Carson exchanged a glance with Dr. Berg. Sir Topham shook his head, questioningly. Um, well, I think your number one has met his match, sir. Sir Topham blinked hard and stared as his hand came up to brace his forehead. You mean to tell me? He looked at them again, seriously attempting to find some sense in what they had just said. No, no, that's not what you're saying. <laughs> what what you mean is... Topham's eyes squinted as Dr. Berg's eyebrows rose a bit. Are you really trying to say that... You think they're... (coughs) He hesitated. Berg interjected. Fallen in love? Well, it isn't really a matter of whether we think they have, sir. He eyed Dr. Carson slightly and grinned. Let me take a different, perhaps more direct approach. You see that graph spinning these long, wavy lines out over there? 
He gestured over to the EEG. You know that feeling you get when everything starts to kind of clench up inside, and you start to feel really turned on? <laughs> he asked point blank. Sir Topham was taken back a bit. What, what, what do you think? Topham shifted slightly as the color rose in his cheeks. Okay, so now try to imagine those feelings in terms of lines. He held his hand up and moved it slowly along a flat plane in the air. You're going along, feeling normal, normal, and then all of a sudden you start to do this inside. Berg wobbled his hand along the invisible line he was drawing. Am I right so far? His brow rose slightly and he nodded in acknowledgement, unable to the... To deny the truth of it. What? <laughs> oh, oh, to- okay. Top, Topham is. Okay. Yeah. Topham's brow rose slightly and he nodded in acknowledgement, unable to deny the truth of it. Well, it would be like hooking you up to that monitor and having your wife stand in front of you completely naked with this longing look in her eyes. And you know that you and only you can do something about it. The expression in Berg's own eyes as he spoke indicated the overwhelming desire he'd be experiencing. His grin was slightly wicked. Sir Topham's eyes widened. Then maybe, just maybe, if you were really, really hot to trot, <laughs> you, oh my God. you might register half of some of the peaks we've observed on him. And he's almost dead. She's experiencing the lowest emotional point of her life. And they were both just looking at each other. He looked out and nodded his head toward Thomas, smirking. What do you mean, half? Dr. Berg couldn't help but laugh out loud. <laughs> he shrugged complacently. Sir, we can only speak in simple terms of human arousal. <laughs> there. <laughs> Come on, I can't, this whole scene. Is... This whole scene is the worst. Oh, wow. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. No. I had to take some liberties because, um... Almost every single time someone talked, it was Berg finished with a smirk. So I changed it to, because there were so many, it was yeah. like difficult to concentrate. So I had to change a lot of them to like, he smirked, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think, he, he, thank you for yes. the audio. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. We can only speak in simple terms of human arousal. Theirs is a quite bit different in its drive as well as their perception of emotional and physical feeling surpassing ours to the point of absolute intolerance in our fragile state. Our squishy systems... What the f- You're a doctor. Our squishy systems just wouldn't be able to handle it. We have always thought love to be possible among their kind, and we definitely have our theories, but have never seen or even heard of an actual case until now. He smiled, taking a sip from his cup. Think of it. In order for anything to work at all, so many things have to be just right. The odds are so stacked, it's nearly impossible. Sir Topham's eyebrows rose even more. Go on, I'm listening. Dr. Bird took another sip before continuing. Not only do they themselves have to be invested to where there is an actual attraction, which has never happened before, but the physical limitations are so great. So great, in fact, that if it that if it did work, it could only be considered destiny. 
Is this his his scientific opinion? Is this his... Yes, this is... He's... They're both surgeons. Mm -hmm. They've always conjectured that trains could fall in love. And now he's saying that on the edge of death, this could only be considered the edge of destiny. Wow. Yeah. You've solved it. Beauty. Their designs have to match and fit nearly perfectly together in order to allow any form of intimacy whatsoever to take place. (gasps) Intimacy? What the hell are you talking about? Are you mad? He stared hard through the glass at the two of them, who had fallen asleep pressed closely to each other. His head tilted slightly as he blinked, almost as if trying to see them from a different angle. Slowly, his hand came up to rest on the window's ledge as his expression softened. Now that he thought about it in that light, they actually did look rather cozy and comfortable with each other. He tapped the glass softly. Like they were fish. Mm-hmm. Are, are they embracing? His mumbled question more to himself than anyone else as he quietly speculated. He looked at their profiles, studied the curves of their designs and how their facial features lined up almost perfectly. He noted that he came out just far enough to his buffer beam, and she, perhaps, hung over hers just far enough that if they could push their buffers completely in. He blinked again. He's imagining what train sex is now? He is imagining and knowing that it's real. Uh, No, Thomas? The two doctors just laughed. (laughs) 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 Dr. Carson smiled, clearing his throat. (coughs) You're starting to see it, ain't ya? (laughs) You may or may not want to talk with him when this is all over. He's pretty hot for her. He finished with a suggestive grin. Sir Topham gasped. Oh, no, wait. Gaped. No. Okay. Gaped. What does that sound like? Sir... (laughs) (laughs) It's visual. It's visual. Sir Topham gaped. Oh. Then... <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then he remembered halfway noting the rails in Thomas's shed when he went to pick up Ashima. Ah, the metal linings. Mm-hmm. But they can't. They're... They're... Er, let, let me go again. Okay. But they can't. They're... Okay, I can't do it right now. Topham. But they can't. They're... <laughs> they can't. But they can't. They're... I, I'm going to weird mode. I can't do it. <laughs> I think you but... should just uh, ad-lib it and be like, Master Wayne, or however Michael Caine sounds. Mr. Bruce, they can't. They're... There, the problem with there is that I don't think it's a certain word that people say. But, but how could they, they, Master Wayne? Dr. Berg interjected. They're sentient beings, Sir Topham, and they have their own ways of doing things. Don't forget that. Of course, it's not going to happen exactly as you are familiar with, because they aren't human, but they aren't trying to be human, and they aren't trying to do things as a human would do them. At least, we don't think so. I find saying that he's hot for her is a misrepresentation. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) The... (laughs) 
Sure, the attraction and desire is there. It has to be in order for anything to get off the ground. But they're so intelligent, and their bond would go so much deeper, and so far beyond what we're used to. It would be a shame to belittle it by assigning human terms to it. They're just going to be who they are, what they were meant to be. He stared in thought, looking out the glass while slowly rubbing his chin with his finger. Unfortunately for them, there is no reference manual. They have to figure everything out as they go along! What you mean? Has he asked you about anything romantic, Sir Topham? Because if he hasn't, which I'm guessing he hasn't, because you wouldn't be so shocked. Where else, or who else, would he go to knowledge on love? Like what to do, or how to act, or how to deal with all the emotions and sensations, how to go about anything, really. As I've said, we've done the research, except we don't know the heart is. <laughs> Aside from the exception... What you're looking at, their species across the board tends to be thoroughly and quite outwardly disgusted by the mere notion of romantic contact with an engine of the opposite sex. I've never seen an engine so close to vomiting as some of the panel subjects were when I ran some mildly romantic situations past them. <laughs> okay, I want to see that. <laughs> Wait, that should be the next next show. Yeah, that's the next show for sure. Absolutely. It's like a dating game with a panel of tra tank engines. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. We got it. Nailed it. And they have no digestive tract. They couldn't even do it. But they certainly looked like they wanted to. <laughs> Stop. 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 No <laughs> digestive tract? <laughs> What okay. organs are in there? They have their heart. They have vital organs. They have heart. They have eyes. They don't eyes. know where the heart is. They don't know where the heart is. It's but just if in there. There's no intestines. And they have no blood. Esophagus. No stomach. That's like almost all the organs. Yeah, they're just a head and a heart. There's not going to be a kidney. There's right? just blood. There's blood and inside of the <laughs> tank, floating around behind the eyes. <laughs> And before the heart is blood. But what organs are there besides the heart? Lungs? Are there lungs? Hmm. They don't know. Is there they a rib cage? Well, if they, they don't have, know. They have There's lungs. There's no digestive tract. They, what a... Oh, they put sorry. the coal in the lungs and then they exhale it. Oh, it's like... Oh, firsthand smoking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No digestive tract. Okay. Oh. So, okay, when they say... <laughs> They couldn't. They can't vomit. No. But they wanted to. How would they even know what vomiting is? They just see humans do it, and they try to emulate them. Why are the like, humans vomiting in front of all the trains all the time? They're probably like doing weird vomit play in the <laughs> trains' heads, where maybe, no one can see them. Maybe that's why Frank got fired. Oh, Frank was just like vomiting it up inside there, and Thomas was like, "Hey, what smells behind my eyes?" He had a drinking problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, oh boy. Okay. Okay. Sir uh. Topham stared. No, he hasn't asked me, and what you just described is definitely what I'm more familiar with. Yes. So why are these two? Berg's eyebrows wrote it. <laughs> What? This what? is what it says. This is a direct. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't let it go. 
because that's what it said. You can't make things up. <laughs> you can't, can't. There's no reason to. It's, <laughs> it's too perfect the way it is. Okay, okay. okay. Go on. Please read this del- delightful line. Thank you. Berg's eyebrows rose admirably. <laughs> This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. I They say the end is coming soon. Listen up on Audio Boom. Send your last words to the dot com. Everything's, Everything's great. great. Nothing, Nothing is wrong. Is wrong. For all of you who listen to Everything's Great, Nothing is Wrong, and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. That's right, Podcast Republic. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I use the app and I love it. I can search for all the podcasts I want to listen to and select into my favorite zone and then just have them all click away because they're my favorites. Make sure you set everything's great, nothing is wrong as a favorite podcast so you don't miss any new episodes from the future or the past from us, Jeff and Cricket. On Everything's Great, Nothing is Wrong, available to you Android users in the Podcast Republic app.